Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, RFK Refugees, a podcast. Ted here. I am joined by always, always a very, very special guest, a very special friend of mine, a longtime friend, a person who we have been a part of podcasting for a while now. And I feel like last year, I think I missed out on on on, uh, on the last preview. I think I had vacation. So I'm glad to get to sneak in so we can talk a little uh, New York Red Bulls and what to expect from the game. The, uh, the Atlanta Cup is reborn. Mr. Mark Fishkin, how are you? How are you doing today? I'm well, and thank you so much for that very kind introduction. I appreciate it. Absolutely, I don't like your team, but I will always respect the Mark. Respect Mark Fishkin. <laughs> I'll take <laughs> let's, it. Let's uh, let's uh, let, let's jump into it. Um, so I, I I do feel like um, both uh, both DC United and New York Red Bulls are kind of on. I don't want to say similar trajectories, but there's sort there sort of is a uh, they sort of have been in search of themselves. DC United, of course, has you know for many years been under Ben Olsen. Uh, you guys just got out of the Chris Armas era. I, I'm sure you're ready to be done with that. Now you have sort of a, a new new manager coming in, trying to figure out what what this team is and, and what this team is going forward. And I've, you know maybe try to to redevelop. You know, obviously the the Red Bull pipeline is very real. You guys just sold Caden Clark. Uh, so I guess the biggest question is what, what are the Red, who are the New York Red Bulls in 2021? Yeah, the New York Red Bulls in 2021, first of all, are young. They are the youngest mm-hmm. team in MLS. Um, I believe that they they ran out a lineup in their last match with uh, an average age of under 24. Uh, they, they are incredibly young, and there wasn't a single player over the age of 24 that Kevin Thelwell, our uh, head of sport, as they say, brought in over the last... Uh, over the preseason transfer window. Uh, a lot of guys are on loan. Uh, the, the Red Bull Salzburg pipeline is evident uh, in the fact that Carlos Coronel, our, our goalkeeper, um, our, who has played every minute, uh, came from Salzburg. Uh, a number of players brought in, uh, like I said, uh, Andrew Gutman on loan, who's been injured for quite a bit. Um, but when you think about the Red Bulls in 2021, uh, to, to borrow Coach Gerhard Struber's Austrian lilt. It's all about identity. Um, <laughs> and the identity is the press and press and press some more, get the ball into the attacking third as quickly as possible. And um, everyone attacks, everyone defends. And so far, I mean, the, New York has had some decent scalps. Um, you know, they, they've got uh, two wins over Orlando so far this year. They have a win over Nashville. Um, and they, they beat a couple of teams that I, I think everyone would expect it to beat in, in Chicago and old school Toronto. They haven't been blown out in any game. And they have uh, a one goal loss to New England that, frankly, if there were 10 more minutes in the game, it would have been tied. So they're incredibly competitive. They've started to win on the road. They have a draw and a win. The last two road games, their first road points of the season. And it, uh, unfortunately, they, they were rained out or lightning out in their last match against Inter-Miami, which was supposed to happen uh, last Saturday night. They'll be coming off of a midweek game in Toronto, which uh, we don't have the ability to talk about since we're recording before that match. <laughs> but, um, you know, this is a team that, uh, pushes and pushes and putting the counter press highlighting young players uh, and with the amount of injuries they've had a real next man up kind of um, attitude towards the lineup. 
Well, I don't, I don't know if you've been paying attention much to DC uh, lately, but this is basically you. What you describe is basically what Hernan Lasada is trying to do with DC United's mm. team. Uh, that being said, do you anticipate that uh, Struber will, you know, try to modify anything, try to change up, uh, you know, going against a team that also like wants to press? They we want to press, we want to dispossess the ball, we want to push it forward quickly. Uh, we've seen teams in the past that maybe are that type of situation who say, well, we're just going to sit back and let you have the ball. Uh, do you anticipate something like that? Or could we be could we be in for a wild affair uh, on Sunday? Yeah, I think the, the best analog for what New York may do is the two matches that the Red Bulls have played against Philadelphia, who, as we know, has also adopted a very similar pressing style. Um, I think both it, it's a it's a little strange for both DC and New York to both be looking up in Philadelphia, but you can't deny that the shield holders, they're you know, among the class teams in the East and against Philly, New York uh, was content to uh, play the way they always play, right? They, ha- they have a one nil loss and a one, one home draw against Philly. They've played them well. Uh, they're a veteran team, a more veteran team than New York, certainly, but I, I don't necessarily think, you're going to see Struber take his foot off the gas. I think this is a team that, um, you know, depending on the, the healthy bodies in the lineup may do some interesting things with a three man back line, maybe going, you know, three slash five in the back, uh, depending on, on what personnel are available. But by and large, we haven't seen major changes from the way Struber likes to go forward. So I, so I think what you're saying is we're in for like a 4-4 thriller, maybe a 5-4 thriller <laughs> with either team scoring. I, th- I think I think that's what we're seeing right now. Uh, so that'll be that'll certainly be something to watch. I think this might be the like what happens when a what is it when an immovable object meets an right. unstoppable force. Some, I think I think that's what we're, we're we're about to see something like that. Although New York's only conceded <laughs> twice in their last three games, so uh, it'll be interesting to see how DC is going to be able to attack New York's defense. I think the defense will be an issue for DC. They we we have a uh, picked up a a few knocks and injuries. Brendan Heinzeik out, so I think that'll. Uh, I think we'll we'll see maybe what that what that how that impacts DC um, tonight when they play uh, when they play Chicago. Um, but want to talk a little bit. Obviously, you guys have a young. Uh, you know, you guys are becoming sort of a pipeline. You know, with the connection to Leipzig and and that pipeline was put into effect with Caden Clark. Uh, I believe he was been sold to Leipzig, but he's remaining with the team. And there's talk that maybe he might remain with the team uh, beyond uh, 2021. Uh, what, what's the status there? What can you tell us about that? And will will we see him on Sunday? All, all I can do is reflect what Kevin Thelwell told the MSG Network team um, during the very long pregame show on Saturday night before the, the match was canceled due to incessant lightning in the New York area. <laughs> and that is just that, that he has been talking with Leipzig about perhaps holding on to Caden a little bit longer. I mean, for New York fans, um, you know, they're of two minds. It's, hey, we have this young player that may be generational at a time when the U.S. is putting together, uh, you know, developing so many young stars. Uh, and it's a shame to see him go, but at the same point, it's a point of pride that he is going to be flipped over to a um, to a lot to a top Bundesliga team. I think a lot of it has to do with how Leipzig is doing at that position, right? I mean, how many weapons do they have, and is Caden going to 
go over to, to Europe and sit on the bench for a year or two, or is he going to uh, be able to break through? And if the answer is the former, that there really isn't room for him in the lineup at Leipzig right now, then maybe remaining in New York for another half a season or you know, getting recalled at any time is, is the way to go. Clark is the youngest player on the team, um, on a team that is featuring three 18-year-old starters, uh, the others being Wiki Carmona, Venezuelan international, and John Tolkien, a homegrown uh, left back that is absolutely taken massive strides over the last year. And I think in addition to Clark, Carmona and Tolkien are uh, possibilities to depart Red Bulls over the next uh, six months, maybe by the end of the season, because they have so much upside. What are your so this is this is Caden Clark, I think, is is and, and maybe there have been more. I'm sure there have been more transfers, uh, but I think Caden Clark sort of represents the second big sort of major transfer, uh, you know, after Tyler Adams, where yep. it, it almost it, it, it's almost like a direct line to Leipzig. There is a fee that is agreed upon, uh, but it's a very different relationship than a lot of, our, you know, if, if, if D.C. wants to look for a buyer for, you know, Kevin Paredes or Moses Nyman coming up, I mean, they'll, they'll have a market, but it almost seems like it's almost like a uh, like a, a, a sort of sweetheart deal Leipzig gets. Uh, you know, th- I, there is a point of pride in in, de- in selling players and having them move on, I'm, I'm sure. But how do how do sort of Red Bull fans feel about this kind of relationship? It's almost like, uh, uh, yeah, we can you, you can sell to any player in the market, but uh, here's a we're gonna you know basically make them come here. Basically, they're coming to Leipzig because of that sort of shared ownership. I think uh, that's a really good question, and I think there are fans of two minds. Um, there are some fans that are all in on the Red Bull and the Red Bull way. And this is all to plan. And these are fans that may root for Salzburg and Leipzig. Uh, maybe not a hundred percent as hard, but close to it that they are, have bought into modern football and this is what they're all about. There are other fans, um, you know, specifically about the size of the transfer, uh, you know, the, 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 the transfer fees in a world where, New York is selling their young players overseas and then investing in bringing global named stars into the team. That second part isn't happening, right? They're just reloading (laughs) with young kids. And so, you know, you can root for a dollar sign, right? Like welcome Tam or welcome Gam. You can root for a large fee, but the fact of the matter is this is an accounting exercise made in the halls of uh, Red Bull Global Football. Does it matter that, uh, you know, Caden Clark's going to go over for 2 million euros when he really should be getting 4 million euros for some from some other team? Well, maybe, but if the 2 million extra euros aren't reinvested in, in spending money on players, then does it really even matter at all? Right. Yeah. The team in the Thelwell Strube era is young, 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 young. I mean, there are, one, two, three, four, five. There are six players on the on the roster now that are over the age of 26. And there are, let's see, two, four, six, eight, ten players under the age of 21. And you know, the under 21s are getting are playing. And I guess the question that Rebel fans have to ask themselves is: well, as long as the team is competitive and they can uh, consider them, you know, continue the playoff streak which is uh, hoping to extend to the 12th year 
obviously we we both and your listeners know that they're looking for to win the last game of the season at the end and lift the shiny trophy, which hasn't happened yet. Um, is a team is a U23 team the way to do that? I don't know. I guess we'll find out this year. But I will tell you that Red Bull fans have been incredibly patient with Struber and his young team in finding what works and finding what doesn't consider that the team is without Aaron long, former MLS defender of the year and a rock in the back line. And against Philadelphia at the end of the game, I think they were playing their fifth and sixth choices at center back when Philadelphia equalized Um, one of their signings, Tom Edwards, who is basically signed to push Kyle Duncan at right back has been playing center back for the last four or five games because there aren't enough warm bodies to, to, that are healthy to do it. And so I, I think on a night like that, everyone kind of understands where the bar is for this team. Um, you know, right now they're, they're just below the line. I think the target for New York should probably be getting a home playoff game, um, you know, to reach fourth as, as you and your listeners know, the Eastern conference is a total dog pile right now. I mean, it, it is, it is. <laughs> it is so tight. And so, you know, you put together two or three wins in a week and you're, you find yourself, uh, you know, in fourth and above. And that's, I think, where New York should be setting their sights. You talk about a dog pile. I know after the um, after the seven the, one the victory over Toronto, I think we were in like sixth place. And I was like, oh, cool. We're like, you know, firmly in the playoff <laughs> yeah. spot. And then like literally after a bye week and a loss, it's like, oh, no, nope, back to right. ninth. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. Um, Let's uh. So we you know we we know about Caden Clark. We know about some of your other players um on on the team. Who's a player maybe out there for the for the Red Bulls that you feel doesn't get his due, doesn't get the attention that that uh, that fans should should look look out for on Sunday? Yeah, well, I mentioned John Tolkien at left back, whose distribution has been nothing short of incredible. Um, who doesn't back down? Took on Nani one on one, managed him incredibly well against Orlando. Um. You know, Christian Caceres is a player that that may be a little bit under the radar, but has definitely leveled up his game over the last little while. He just is back from Copa America with Venezuela, where due to so many COVID cases on the Venezuelan team, uh, mm-hmm. saw plenty of action. He's actually tied for the team in goals with four, with Caden Clark. Clark has been um, out of the lineup for about a month after a, an appendectomy. But Caceres is a player that when he got here, was really thought to be the second coming of, of uh, or the third coming, I guess, second coming of, of Tyler Adams, a real hard-nosed six. And what, one of the things that we found is that he is improving in the shuttler role and the eight role that Struber plays in his uh, diamond midfield. And he's getting forward and he's scoring goals at a, a, at a clip that we heretofore really hadn't seen uh, goal scoring as part of um, his arsenal. And then up front, uh, Fabio and Patrick Klimola, the two um, forwards that were brought in this season, have had slow starts. But Fabio, I think, is in the top five in the league in assists with five, two goals and five assists. And Klimola actually has four assists, two goals and four assists, which really speaks to the idea that everyone's generating goal-scoring opportunities for everyone else. This is a long way away from the... Uh, Bradley Wright Phillips Red Bulls where it was how can we get a dim in the box for a tap in or you know to be able to convert and do what he does so well so it, it's really a situation where New York can hurt you in a, in a whole bunch of different ways and it creates um, you know a challenge for opposing defenses 
Cool. Well, uh, let's go ahead. Uh, this is the part of the show. We get the prediction. Uh, so give me your prediction. I'm going 7 nothing decent. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'll get my real prediction, but you go first. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, looking at the, the recent form, it feels like you guys have come off a little bit. Uh, you know, two, two, and one in the last five. Yeah, you know that, that's okay. That's pretty good. New York, not too different. Uh, two, one, and two in their last five, and they'll be a little more rested. Um, although they do have the midweek game uh, coming up tonight. Yeah, I mean, uh, I could see a two-two draw, an entertaining two-two draw out of this match that New York would would certainly take. Uh, I know that you guys are missing some pieces with injuries. New York is as well. But yeah, I mean, I would like to think. This will be a good hard-nosed match. Interesting for the Red Bulls. This will be the first time in the season that they'll take on either DC United or NYCFC. uh, As as you and I talked about uh, over email, Ted, to to have the rivalry game start this late in the season is a bit of an anomaly. But I think New York will be up for it. Yeah, we have to talk about the we, we, we talk all day about the about the uh, the the fading away of the old DC New York uh, Red Bulls rivalry, but it still matters to me. It still matters to you, and it still matters to the fans. So I will I will contend that that uh, that American soccer needs to continue to pay attention to this rivalry. Um, I'm going uh, I'm going three uh, two DC because I think this is at home. I'm expecting maybe uh, Lasada's going to try to rest some players against a, a weaker. Um, Chicago team, and then he's going to have more players that he's going to be healthy. He has a very, very high. Uh, just because a player is out doesn't mean that they are still uh, they are necessarily injured. He he has very, very high fitness demand. So I, I would be on the lookout for who DC plays, uh, who DC who's on the questionable list, and who actually plays uh, against Chicago. I think will give you an indication of, of what he's thinking for for Sunday. So that that's been kind of the indication. Um, Mark, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, you're always a pleasure to have on. Uh, I know, I know you 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 host a podcast for the rival team. So, but go <laughs> ahead, tell the good people who may not be familiar uh, where where they can listen to you. I would imagine that your listeners are really excited to listen to a Red Bulls <laughs> podcast that we've done since 2010 called Seeing Red. You can find it at Seeing Red NY, Seeing Red NY on the Twitter or on the Facebook. And uh, Ted, listen, it's, it's always uh, great uh, to chat. I'd love to, I wish I could be down in DC for the match. As we know, Sunday night, Sunday night games and midweek games, not great for <laughs> traveling support. And it seems like the league is uh, trying to do us in all the time with that. But nevertheless, thanks for, uh, thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Uh, and, and Mark, I always say, man, you got to know your enemy. You got to know the enemy. So it's important. It's important to listen to the podcast. Uh, but seriously, Mark's podcast is great covering C and Red. And if you're an American soccer enthusiast like myself, it's it's always worth a listen. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. If you're on our Patreon page, you got early access to this interview. So thank you for supporting. If you are listening to this uh, probably like Thursday or Friday, depending on when I get it up, uh, you can get early access if you subscribe on our Patreon page. We also will be Twitch affiliates soon. So if you listen to our live show, uh, Uh, you can go subscribe on our Twitch page as well. Definitely come out and support us. Uh, Thank you all so, so much for listening. And we will catch you guys uh, probably next Monday. I don't know. John's working on some interviews. So, but uh, vamos. Vamos.